Welcome to the Glory Mountain Church Podcast. For more information on our church and ways to support what God is doing here, visit glorymountain.com. I told some of you already, it feels like we're home. Whenever we come back here, this is just home. We love being in San Diego. We love you guys. You're our family. Um, Camilla said it best this morning. I'm just talking to my family right now. So um, it's just super awesome to just be with you guys and be in this church. Um, Just quick updates. My job's going great. Um, I'm super excited. It's like so surreal that I'm literally working on airplanes. Like it's just a dream come true. Obviously you guys know, but um, it's just so amazing. The team I'm working with is awesome. They're super receptive and I ask a ton of questions because I, I want to know the right way to do things. I, I want to learn. And the best way to learn is to ask a bunch of questions. And I'm sure I'm a little annoying sometimes, but nobody's showing it. They're, they're all being really um, responsive and just showing me the ropes and everything. It's really cool. So I'm super excited. So thank you guys for praying for us and sending us off and allowing me to follow my dreams like that. Um, yeah, we, we just started going to a church about four or five times now, and we might start calling that our home church. It's called Thrive, so we're really excited about that. So um, God's doing things, and he's, he's settling us and establishing us in, in Washington. The rain is coming. Um, the rain is coming. But the summer was great. It really was. I was very surprised. I saw sun every day, and, um, but the rain is coming. <clears throat> So I'm just going to get right to it. You guys ready? Yeah. You got your Bibles, your phones, your apps, your paper Bibles? Uh, start off with a, a, just a few stories, and this all has a purpose, but I'll start off with a few stories. Um, I was super into the Ninja Turtles whenever I was younger. Um, can you guys guess my favorite Ninja Turtle? Of course, the party dude. Um, Michelangelo was my favorite guy, and I got a Michelangelo... Ninja Turtles watch. I don't know if you guys ever saw these, but there was watches back in the day. It would be like something on the outside and you can flip it open and then the, you can tell the time on the inside. So the outside was just a Ninja Turtle. Anyways, I got it on my, maybe my fifth birthday or so, and I was so proud of it. We were at like a, a celebratory place, a restaurant out to eat, and I got the, the Ninja Turtle watch for my birthday and I went straight to the bathroom and um, I washed it. I like, cleaned it off and made it all shiny because I was so proud of it. And it was not waterproof. That watch definitely did not tell time after that. But I had a cool Ninja Turtles bracelet from then on. Um, there was one time where I thought I was a Ninja Turtle in the um, kitchen when it was my duty, my chore to um, sweep that night. And I totally had a bow staff um, as a broom. <laughs> And I was doing all kinds of cool moves, and one of the bad guys was the microwave. And I totally meant to just pretend I was hitting the guy in the face, but I definitely hit that guy in the face, and I busted the microwave. Um, Didn't mean to do that. Uh, I was in band in high school. There was one time, I, I mean, I was a good kid, right? I didn't cause any trouble. I just like to make people laugh. So I was kind of the class clown. Um, but there was one time we were practicing for a very important concert and I found a piece of foam or something. I played the trumpet and I thought it'd be pretty funny to put that piece of foam in the bell of my trumpet as a mute. No one else was doing that. I don't even know if anybody even knew I was doing that. I don't know why. I just thought that'd be so funny. And I did it and band director's leading us and we're all 
serious and stuff. And then he just stopped in practice and he just goes, what is in your horn? And I literally looked at him. I took it out and I put it on the ground. And I said, nothing. And he kicked the stand with all the music and stormed out of the room. And everyone looked at me and I was so embarrassed. It was really bad. Uh, there was one time where I was invited to mow my neighbor's lawn. It was a big lawn um, with a, uh, we had a riding lawnmower. And um, I, it was during the summer. I wasn't doing anything. And I said, sure, because he was going to pay me. Um, but I just had to be careful. There was every once in a while, there was little irrigation um, sprinkler system heads or whatever. I had to just watch out for those. Wouldn't you know, I totally hit one and water's gushing and pouring all over the place. And I don't think he was home at the time. So he probably wasted like a whole bunch of water and I had to wait till he got back and tell him, Hey, I totally did the one thing he told me not to do. He paid me, but I don't know why he never asked me to mow his lawn anymore. <laughs> there was one time uh, I used to work at Lowe's during the Christmas season. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I saw so I was in the outside lawn and garden um, with Christmas trees, but there was a guy who was needing some help loading lumber in his um, SUV. So it had a, a back that you could open. And, and he really, it wasn't that big of an SUV. So he was just kind of putting all the lumber to where it went all the way to the front seat. And so I was helping him load it in, we're loading it in. And then we got to a point where it was kind of getting full. So things were kind of sticking on the seat in the front and stuff. So he came over and said, like, oh, let's try to get it. And I, I was like pushing real hard. And then all of a sudden it like released from the seat and I pushed the lumber through his front windshield. He just looked at me. It's okay. And then he like, just like left. I was so embarrassed. It was very bad. The worst one, there was one time where I was at, I was on a, a it was a mission trip. It was the first mission trip I ever took. It was, I, I'm from the Dallas area and we went to Austin, Texas. So it was like a two and a half hour drive or whatever, but it was a, a mission trip. And um, I was in a youth group and we were in charge of, there was like a, there was an old cemetery right next to a church. It was like a, that's what they do, you know, used to do. There was always a cemetery right next to a church. Um, but it was an old cemetery right next to the church, and we were, like, cleaning up a bunch of stuff all around um, the church property. So one of the things we were doing was cleaning around the, the cemetery. And in doing that, I was trying to be very helpful, and there was a, a large tombstone, and it was kind of, like, tilted a little bit, and I didn't want it to be tilted. I was going to help it stand up straight. And it was a tombstone for like the 1800s. I broke the tombstone. I don't know how I'm still here, but thank God they were super graceful about that because they realized I was just trying to help out. Anyways, there was definitely consequences to all of the situations, correct? <laughs> Each one of those situations had something to do with my choices, my actions, and something that I decided to do. And there was consequences for all of those things. But there was also other times in my life where um, I had a really good job one time and a bigger company bought out that company and actually 
300 of us employees, we were all laid off. So I was laid off from that really sweet, um, good job. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was two. Um, so I've had um, two sets of parents for most of my life. Um, one day I was walking to school and a guy that I didn't know tapped on my shoulder and said, hey, Brian. And when I turned around, he punched me right in the face. And to this day, I still don't know who that guy was. Um, my grandfather passed away a week before Thanksgiving one year. And my grandfather is the only person in my family that played guitar. And I was learning guitar at the time. So my dad and I, he was learning harmonica at the time. And I was learning guitar. We had decided to play my grandfather a song. And so I had practiced it, and it was one of his favorite songs, and I had it all ready, and then a week before Thanksgiving, because we knew he was getting kind of close, but he died um, before I ever got to play him that song. And how many of you know there were consequences to all those things that happened in my life? But they didn't have anything to do with my actions or my choices or my behaviors. They just happened. And so this morning, I just want to share about and this is only a small list. This is just some things that happen in my life. You guys probably have way worse lists, bigger lists, longer lists. You know, who, who knows? We've all been through things, right? These are things that happen in life. But what I want to talk about this morning is not picking up those negative things that happen and carrying them with us for longer than necessary. There's just some things we can't prevent in, in life. There's certain things that we just can't, predict. And when those things happen to us, the negativity that comes upon us, fear, anxiety, guilt, shame, you name it, anger, frustration, confusion, we're not meant to carry those things. Those are things that Jesus paid for. And I want to talk about that this morning. And I want to challenge you too, if you're carrying those things, they don't belong to you. And um, I want to deal with those things in a little bit. But how many of you know we belong to a God where there's sufficient grace? There's sufficient grace. There's grace that covers all of our mistakes. There's grace that covers all of our sin. There's grace that covers all of our pain. All of the negativity, there's grace that is sufficient for that. Second Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And most importantly, we belong to a father that sent his son to die on the cross. He took the full weight of sin so that we can live in freedom on earth. He paid the price so that we can live in freedom. Acts 13, 38 says, let it be known to you therefore brothers that through this man, Forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and by him, everyone who believes is freed from everything from which you could not be freed by the law of Moses. And I think a lot of times, as Christians, we think free from sin, free from doing bad things, but it's freedom from all the things, all the tools that aren't of God, all the negative things that if you were to contemplate heaven, you would never associate those things with heaven. And we say it all the time. Jesus prayed, Lord, your will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. So who's walking around in heaven with anger and frustration and confusion, right? We're supposed to live on, on this earth free from those things. And I believe that Jesus' blood was more than enough to pay for those things and take care of those things. Amen? So I'm going to challenge you. Be thinking about some things. Maybe some of you guys already know. Has something happened in your life? They, I, I mean, I don't even have to ask that question. I know there's something that has probably happened in your life that has caused some kind of negative emotions or negative effects because of something you did or because of something somebody else did or just some natural disaster, who knows? But if you're carrying the negative effects of those things, I want to challenge you to not carry those anymore. Some of you guys might even, I, I, I don't want to pigeonhole this. I'm not just talking about the past. You might be going through something right now. Okay, there might be something really difficult going on right now. So I'm talking about present things. I'm even talking about future things that you might be dreading or fearful of or something you might be worried about. Um, and I'm also talking about the past, obviously. But I want to share uh, a vision that <clears throat> Graham Cook had um, one time when he was praying. He saw Jesus on a hill and he was by himself and, and Jesus was coming towards him. And he said, Jesus was very frustrated and, and very upset. You could tell Jesus was very upset. And he asked Graham, he said, Graham, give me my stuff back. And Graham was very confused. Uh, Lord, I, I don't know what you mean. He said, give me my stuff back. You took it from me. It's mine and I want it back right now. And he started to get very upset himself. And he's wondering, uh, he, and he said, Jesus, everything I have, it came from you. And, and, and he said, Jesus said, part of that is true, but there are things that you took from me that don't belong to you and I want them back. And Graham said, he just broke down. He started crying. He said, Jesus, if there's anything I've taken from you, I'm so sorry. I don't know what it is though. Can you please tell me? And Jesus said, all the anger, all of the pain, all of the guilt, all of the shame, that is all mine. I paid for it. I paid for it and it's mine and you resurrected it. You brought it back to life and you're carrying it and you're not supposed to do that. And I want it back right now. And he said, after, he, obviously he was a mess, but he said, Jesus picked him up and he looked at him and he kissed him on each cheek and he said, I want you to know though, I'm delighted. I was delighted to take those things from you. I was delighted to hang on that cross and expect it in joyful expectation, knowing that I'm robbing you of ever having to deal with those things and ever having to walk through life carrying those heavy burdens that don't belong to you. John 8.36, so if the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Romans 8.2, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. All that stuff belongs to Jesus. The full weight of our sin, he bore on the cross. 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on that tree 
that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. You have been healed, past tense. You're not in need of being healed. He has already healed you. When he was on the cross, he was thinking of you already, right? We, we hadn't even come into existence, but somehow his blood transferred through time and it applies to us. And everything that we would ever do, every decision we would ever make, everything that would ever happen to us, and he covered us and made sure that he was dying for us in that moment so that we wouldn't have to walk with all of these things. And, and I'm just going to list things, and there's more. Um, but I, I want to make sure that I'm naming them so that it's out here in the atmosphere and we can, we can have it out in the open so that we can deal with these things. I feel like there's power in, um, in our words and there's, there's power in speaking something out. So I want to acknowledge these things so we can unwelcome them and, and get rid of these things. Does that sound good? Shame. These are things that do not belong to you guys. Okay. These are things that aren't from heaven. These are things that you are not supposed to carry. These are things that are not supposed to be something that you walk around with. Shame, guilt, unforgiveness, pain, fear, anxiety, confusion, regret, depression, worry, doubt, addiction, blame, disappointment. You know, I call out some of these things. I, I, was, I was feeling a few things that um, specifically about those that, that the Lord wanted me to speak out, but some of you are ashamed of who you are in this room. These were things that I was feeling specifically for this room. Some of you are ashamed of who you are, maybe the way you look or the things you've done, but you're ashamed and you feel shame of who you are. Mad at one or both of your parents for how they treated you or the mistakes they've made. Blame God for things going wrong in your life. Regret missed opportunities with your children. Addicted to pornography. Feelings of dreadful anxiety about situations at home or work. And maybe even wanting to hurt yourself. Those are some of the things I was feeling that you guys might be going through right now. And I feel like I was supposed to say that so that you know Jesus knows these things. God knows these things. How could he not? How could he not? All these things are our tools of the enemy. He wants to bring us down. He wants us to pick those things up. He wants us to not live free. He wants us to live in, in bound by the heaviness of these burdens so that we don't live to the fullness of our potential. And, and I want you guys to know I'm not accusing you guys of anything. I don't think you guys are weak. And I know that you guys are solid people, but you know, this applies to my life. And I feel like if it applies to me, it could apply to you guys. So I'm not putting anybody down. I'm just wanting to express how much Jesus loves you and how much he desires for you to live your life outside of all those things that he paid for. He did that so that you wouldn't have to. John 10, 10, the 
thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came that they may have life and life abundantly. John, 1 John 3, 8, the reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. How many of you guys to believe that? Amen. How many of you guys believe that? That Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy. Can we all agree that those are tools of the enemy? I was studying and there was an amazing, um, I, I'm not like a Greek theologian or anything, but I have a cool Bible that knows Greek. So there's a pl uh, plus to, there's a little shout out to having an actual paper Bible. Um, but in it, it kind of goes into Greek sometimes. In Romans 3.23, says, For we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And thank God that's a comma and not a period, right? That sentence doesn't end. There's more to that sentence. It doesn't just stop. That's not the end of the statement. We all fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And that word redemption, there's several translations, Greek translations of that word. But the one that stood out to me the most was that that word redemption means to buy out of the market. That is to purchase and remove from further sale. When we were redeemed, there was a price. We had a price tag. Jesus paid that price tag for every person, every human being. He paid the price tag that was required of that person and he removed them from further sale. I'm proposing to you that you are not for sale anymore. Do not sell yourself to any of those things that I listed on that list. Do not sell yourself because you are not for sale. You were bought, you were purchased, and you were moved from the market. You're not even on the market anymore. You're not even listed. You actually don't even have a price tag anymore because Jesus literally paid the price for all of you, for everything you would ever do, everything you ever could do. By his blood, it's powerful enough. Amen? Amen. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit yourself again to yoke of slavery. What were you made to carry? You're made to carry glory. Can you guys receive these things? I'm gonna speak a few things over you of what you were made to carry. You weren't made to carry any of those things of negativity. You were literally created to carry glory. You were created to carry healing. You were made by God personally himself to carry forgiveness. He created you and made you to carry patience. He made you to carry hope. He made you to carry freedom. You're made to carry love. Worship team, you guys can come on up. Yeah. When I was praying, <clears throat> before I even wrote one word of, of any of these notes, I asked God, what did he want to say to Glory Mountain on September 16th, 2018. And I typed it up. Lord, what do you want to say? And I heard three statements. Lay down your struggles. Lay down your worries. I am capable of carrying all you have. And I feel like that's for so many of you this morning. I heard it straight from the Father's heart. And I knew exactly from that moment, I, I said, okay, here we go. Let's do this, God. 
and 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 we did this together. And um, the worship team, I, I there was a song that instantly came on my heart in, in preparing this um, that they're going to play right now. And I want to use this time to allow you a chance to give Jesus all of that stuff back. Okay, I'm not going to talk about all this and then you just leave. We're going to do it right now. Okay, it's going to require a little bit of effort. I'm not going to do any kind of ministry time for me and, and praying over you guys and, and this, that, and the other, but this is up to you guys. Will you in this time ask Jesus if there's anything you've taken from him that doesn't belong to you that you need to give back to him and just let him speak to you. you might, like I said, you might have already identified what these things are and they, there could be something on this list that I didn't mention that you already know of and, and it's just been highlighted and I pray that that's exactly what has happened. But use this time to just get alone with Jesus, close your eyes, whatever it is, stand in the back, who knows? But we're all gonna do this together so there's no judging or anything and let's just give everything to Jesus right now will you guys do that let me speak a few verses over you come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to fall. Yeah, let's press in in this moment.
feeling the Lord wanted you to know he was thinking of you on the cross man like you he saw your face you literally crossed his mind when he was dying for you and he wants you to know how much he loves you like I can't fathom it. I don't understand. But he loves you like so much. And he just wants you to just feel how much he loves you. He wants you to just to just dive right in and experience his real love for you. 
He wants you to know he's proud of you. He's happy with you because you're his. And there's nothing you can do that would ever change his love. His love doesn't increase. His love doesn't decrease. It's perfect already. So how can anything that you do ever change how much he loves you? He wants you to know he will love you because he loves you, because he loves you, because he loves you, man, in a real way. I just want to challenge you guys periodically, you know, just check in just like we did. That was five, six minutes, but periodically check in with Jesus, check in with God and say, Hey Lord, is there anything that I have that I'm not supposed to be carrying right now? And you can do this totally on your own and, and just give everything back to him. Amen. Well, let's stand and dismiss you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for letting me speak and be with you. Let me just pray over you. God, we just thank you so much for setting us free, for allowing us to live a life that's different than the world, it's different than any other thing we can experience. You have offered us a life where we get to live free of anything negative because we are your sons and we are your daughters and you are the king and we have access to your kingdom and we have the privilege of bringing your kingdom here to earth. Lord, I bless everyone here this morning that they would walk out of this place not having and holding on to anything that doesn't belong to them, Lord. But we're gonna jump out of here like calves that are freed from the slaughter. God, we are free, free indeed in Jesus' name. I bless you guys. High five the person next to you. If it's a lady, tell her she's beautiful just the way she is. If it's a man, tell him he would look great in a mustache. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today and being a vital part of what God is doing in his people. We hope that this message impacted you and that you were blessed. We would love to connect with you about this message and what God is doing in your heart. You can email us at info at glorymountain.com or visit our website, glorymountain.com. You can also give online to support what God is doing at Glory Mountain. Have a blessed week.